Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Okay, Chavar, let's get started. Zat Hashem, um, our learning today at the Lunch and Learn should be as a refuah as a chut, for Yaakov ben Dina. We should hear of a speedy, quick, and full recovery. Amen. And we should only hear B'Sorot Tovot. Thank you, Matan, for covering. And Bezat Hashem, we're going to learn today about a very important idea, Big Musar. I took Big Musar to this idea I'm going to share with everybody today. And really this is based on, is based on Lashon Hara of Haman. Now, usually, you don't think about Haman as his worst character trait of being a Baal Lashon Hara, somebody that spread gossip. But the Gemara in Mesechet Megillah, Tirgimel Amudbet in Mesechet Megillah, tells us that Haman had a way with words. He knew how to talk in a way that was able to say the greatest Lashon Hara and to convince Achashverosh to essentially sell the Jews to him, give the Jews to him so that he could destroy them. Let's just remember in the storyline where this picks up. What happened was Haman hated Mordechai. Mordechai he looked at as his enemy. Couldn't stand Mordechai. Why? Because he didn't bow to him. There's a bunch of reasons why he brought down. They have a history. We're not going to go through it right now. God willing, we'll talk about that as we get closer to Purim. So Haman decides, Amen. he decides that he's going to create a lottery. Talking about lotteries. And He's going to make a decree on a certain day that all the nations of the world will gather together to destroy the Jewish people. It's actually the second letters that he sends out. I'm not going to get into it too much right now. And he approaches Achashverosh with this plan. He approaches Achashverosh. Haman is the powerful Haman that we know in the story. He's like the second in command at this point in the story. He approaches Achashverosh and he said, I would like for you to give me the authority to sign a letter to destroy the Jewish people. Which means, we'll send out an edict to all the countries as Achashverosh ruled over the whole world. And every nation will gather together on that day in Adar, in about 12 months from now, and will wipe out the Jewish people. Now Achashverosh was a tremendous son a Israel, very important idea. Oh, that's true, that's a good point. The month before, that's true, it's true. Achashverosh hated Jewish people. The Gemara tells us. People tend to think that Achashverosh was some bumbling idiot, like he didn't know what was going on. He hated Jewish people. The Gemara tells us just like Haman hated Jewish people. So when Haman approached Achashverosh, I'd like to send out such a letter, naturally he would agree. But as we're going to see, Haman had to convince him. He didn't just accept it because he was worried, he knew people who mess with the Jews, generally it doesn't end well for them. This happened with uh, Bavel and Belshazzar, and it happened with Paro, and it happened with all the Mamlachot, all of the kingdoms that mess with the Jewish people, they get destroyed. So Hashverosh was worried, if I'm going to be involved in signing such an edict, such a rule, such a uh, royal letter, it could be the end of my kingdom. So Haman had to convince him. And this is where it comes in, Haman knew how to speak Lashon Hara with the best of them. He knew how to twist words. Now let's go through the conversation because the Gemara deduces from the conversation which is limited in the Megillah a whole backstory here. So let's see. Says the Gemara. 
Masuk tells us, one second. Thank you. Haman approaches Achashverosh and he says, there is this nation. So the Gemara deduces from Yeshno that Yeshno can be read as Yashnu. Yashnu means that they are negligent or they're sleeping. So what does it mean? So he said like this, Amar Rav, Rav explains, There was no one who could speak Lashon Hara like Haman. He knew how to twist things in a certain angle. So Aman said to Achashverosh, let's destroy the Jewish people. Great idea. Right? Like all the other kingdoms and all the other rulers throughout history. So Amar Le, so Achashverosh said back, I'm nervous about their God that he, should, that he shouldn't do to me what he did to the earlier ones. Oh, I didn't record. Shame. Okay, we're just picking up here. Sorry, I just I realized I didn't have the recording going. Fine. So the Gemara tells us that Haman says to Achashverosh, let's destroy the Jewish people. Achashverosh says back, I don't want their God to do to me what he did to the other ones. What were the other ones? We had Paro, we had Belshazzar. All of the people who persecuted the Jewish people ended up getting destroyed. So Haman responded, Yashnu mina mitzvot. Yashnu is Yashnu. They're sleeping from the mitzvot. You don't have to worry. Because they're not keeping Torah and mitzvot, so they don't have protection anymore. Hashem's not going to harm you. Did we sleep on that mitzvot? Seems like we weren't doing what we're supposed to be doing. Seems like he's right. mitzvot. So Achashverosh said, okay, it's true. Maybe the, most of the people are not keeping mitzvot, but they still have rabbis. And the rabbis are people who are keeping Torah and mitzvot, so they still have protection. Oh. So Amar so Haman said back, it's one nation. They're the same. It's all one and the same. They're all not keeping Torah and Mitzvot as they're meant to. They don't have protection. We destroy them. We're not going to get any repercussion. No problem. Shema Tomar. So now continues Haman. Maybe you'll say, Maybe you'll say that if we destroy the Jewish people, I'll make a bald spot in your kingdom. What does that mean? It means that Haman was telling Achashverosh, maybe you're concerned that the Jews live in a certain area, a large area, and if we wipe them out, you'll have a total area that's desolate, desolate empty, un un undeveloped, and that's a problem. So the answer he said back, don't worry about that. They're scattered throughout, like today. The Jews are scattered throughout the nations, and therefore if we all destroy them, every nation goes and destroys the Jews and their population, you won't even know the difference. So he says, this is all Haman. He's, he's, he's addressing the potential concern that Achashverosh might have. Let's continue. Shema Tomar, maybe you'll say, maybe you'll say that you receive benefits from having them in your kingdom. Maybe you'll say, look, Jews are smart. Jews provide uh, benefits to society, so we shouldn't destroy them because of that. Says Haman, Mifurad literally means scattered, but Mifurad also comes from the Shorish of Preda. Preda is a mule. A mule is an animal that's born when a horse and a donkey mate. And that mule cannot reproduce. It's one of the things it cannot reproduce. So what he was saying was, the Jews don't give you any perot. They don't give you any benefits. You don't have to worry about that. Okay? Maybe you'll say, there is a country that exists of them. There's a small province 
that exists of the Jews, similar to the earlier claim. And therefore, we don't want to wipe out a whole country. So Talmud Lomar, B'chol Midinot Malchutecha, they're scattered throughout, you don't have to worry. Continues Haman, V'datehem Shonot Mikol Am. Their rules are different than every other nation. Haman's continuing to talk, which is true, by the way. It's true, they are different. Delo Achli Minan, he said, what does it mean? They don't eat our food. Velo Nasvi Minan, they don't marry our women. This is all true, by the way, it's all true. Velo Min Sivilan, they don't marry into us, means their women won't marry us. So what we were saying was, and look, they have all these strange rules. They sit on the outskirts. They distinguish themselves from us. You don't want these people in your kingdom anyways. Mm-hmm. And the pasuk continues, they don't do the rules of the king. Now listen to this, unbelievable. The whole year they excuse themselves from work. They say, today's Shabbat, today is Pesach, I need a day off, I need to take a break. So these guys, they don't provide you benefit. They're scattered all over the place. They don't follow the rules. They're constantly excusing themselves from work. You have no benefit in these people. Let's destroy them. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it to keep them. Because they eat and drink and they disgrace the king. How do they disgrace the king? Because if a Jew is drinking wine and a fly falls into the wine, he takes out the fly and he can still drink the wine. That's not, you could, halachically, you might not appreciate it. But if the king, if you would touch the wine of one of them, throw it in the ground and not drink it. Why? Because we know that's a rabbinic decree called Yayinesech. If a non-Jew handles wine, it becomes unkosher. You're not allowed. So he says, they even disgrace you. They think you're less than a fly. Can you imagine? They think you're worse than a zvuv. Haman knew all the rules. And everything he's saying is essentially true. Everything he's saying, it's all a matter of perspective. The angle he's coming from seems to be very negative. right? They, they, they don't work on Shabbat. They throw out the wine if you touch it. All these things are true. It's just... The angle, the that's the idea. So he says, and he goes on to say, if the king would want, so I'll give you 10,000 talents. I'm not going to go through this inside, but I'll give but you 10, one second. I'll give you 10,000 talents of silver, and I want to buy the Jews in order to destroy them. That's what, that's what Haman said to Achashverosh. Achashverosh says back, not only is your argument good, I don't even want your money. I don't even want your money. And the Gemara says it's like a mashal. If it says, you have two people. One of them has a bunch of extra dirt in his backyard, a lump of dirt. And the other one has a hole in his backyard. So the guy with the dirt says, I wish I could pay somebody to schlep away the dirt. The fellow with the, with the hole in his ground says, I wish I could pay somebody to give dirt. So they bump into each other and he says one to the other, I'll pay you for your dirt. The other one says, just take it, I'd be so happy for you. And what's the nimshal? What's the nimshal? The nimshal is, Achash was overwhelmed with joy to destroy the Jewish people. He said, keep your money, Haman. You don't have to pay me to buy them to destroy them. Mm. Keep your money and you could just write this letter, no problem. 
Very important to note this, by the way. Chashverosh was not a big Ohev Yisrael. The end of the story, might, someone might get confused and say, look, Chashverosh became some big Ohev Yisrael. He did not love the Jewish people. HaKadosh Baruch Hu organized a plan where the queen would be a Jewish person, which is uh, Esther Malka, and he would have a motivation to save the people as she's potentially insisting. He hated the Jews just as much as Haman did. Okay, Haman was Amalek, but Achashverosh was on board with that. So this is the Lashon Hara that Haman tells to, the Jew, to, to Achashverosh. And in doing so, he's able to ultimately convince Achashverosh to have him sign this letter, send it out. Now just to get the full story before we proceed, it's important to note here something. This letter that was sent out, what happened in the end of the story? What was the end of the story? We know that yeah. ultimately, Esther Malka... Okay, so kind of right. It's, it's not exactly that simple. Because like this, the rule is once a letter is sent out by the Malchut, you can't undo it. Okay, so this decree, even after Haman was killed, by the way, even after Haman was killed, which is the three days later, whatever it was, three days later actually, it's a very short time frame. They will go through this. It's very interesting how the, the trajectory here. Haman was killed. Meaning it was after the two parties that Esther yeah. Malka made. Haman was hung on the gallows. And, but there was still an active letter. Decree to kill the Jews. Exactly. That in Adar, which was about 11 months in the future, the nations of the world would gather together and destroy all the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. So in the end of the story, Esther doesn't have an option to tell the king, you know, just de- declare your letter was meaningless. That's yeah. not an option. So the only option is what Yosef was pointing out. They wrote a third letter, actually. There was one before which we didn't discuss. They sent out another letter, which is the Jews could defend themselves. And to some degree, it also appears the Persian soldiers helped, assisted, assisted the Jewish people to some degree. It does appear to be like that. But they didn't undo the, first, the, the second letters. It just assisted the Jews so that they could defend themselves from those goyim that were going to attack but them. But nobody ever kill, got killed. Oh. And that's what ended up happening, Baruch Hashem, is that the Jews defended themselves, they were able to kill their enemies, and we celebrate Purim on that day, the 14th of Adar, when they fought actually. But these letters that Haman was pushing for here, they were not undone. They, they were still upheld. They still fought the Jews on the 14th of Adar. It still happened. The 13th was the fighting. 13th and 14th, correct, correct. But, and then the, uh, but in Shushan, it was the 14th additional fight. Correct, fighting. correct, right. And you're then right. the 15th was Shushan. You're right, you're right, you're right. But the point is, as you see very clearly, these letters were not undone. Haman was extremely successful in his plan. Even after he was killed, these letters still prevailed. And without the last letters, perhaps, you know, chas v'shalom. It seemed like the, the letter they sent is, let the soldier defend mm. the Jewish people. You have to look at it. So the psukim is not so simple. Therefore, nobody could fight it mm. because the soldier got to, you know. There still was fighting. There still was fighting. There was, fighting. There was still fighting because the psukim tell us clearly people were killed. Nobody, yeah, 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 yeah. Not, I don't know, Jew, I don't know Jewish, but the enemies were definitely there was fighting. It's a huge miracle because you said yeah. Achashverosh hated the Jewish people. Correct. So the fact oh. that it was that because of Esther, right. I guess because of his love for Esther, right, right, yeah, so he switched it. It's not miracle. You know, it is. There is an well. It's still miraculous. This is Bechlal. This is. Obviously, there's Yad Hashem involved here. You love here. a woman, you do anything. You do crazy can. things, huh? <laughs> but listen to this, Hever. Let's go through. What did Haman say? Let's go through a couple of things that Haman was saying. Let's go through a couple of them. He said, they won't, 
eat and drink. They won't drink our wine. Right? If we touch it, they won't yeah. drink our wine. They won't eat our food. They say, today's Shabbat, I can't work. They won't marry no, our women. Is, is any of this not the true? Name no. Is any of this not true? No. no. But the way you said is like they're very bad people that they do all this. That's what they did in the Holocaust. The Nuremberg it's all true. We can't drink facts. their wine. We can't eat their food. We can't marry their women. We, we have to stop working on Shabbat. All of these things are true. So the Gemara is telling us Haman, there was no one who could say Lashon Hara like Haman. What does that mean really? What is that really saying? They're good they were able to take the truth and twist it. It's all true. To a higher it's all true. And twist the truth yeah. into something. Exactly. And that's Lashon Hara. Right. It's believable because it's actually true. But now this brings me to a very strong question. And I think this tells us a very powerful lesson. In Parashat Ba'at Hanan, Moshe Rabbeinu is talking to the Jewish people. And he talks to the Jewish people about keeping Torah and mitzvot. So somebody might say, this is what he's telling us. Somebody might say, you know, if I keep Torah and mitzvot, I look backwards. I look old school. I'm that old guy, a tradition. Old-fashioned. Old-fashioned. Radical. The nations of the radical, extremist, all these things. The nations of the world are going to look at me like I'm some backwards idiot. It's like the way we look at, uh, I don't know, think about some group. Amish, I don't know. Amish, Amish, maybe. The way we look, that's how they're going to look at us. They're going to look at us as like idiots who don't really yeah. know what's going on, can't get modernized. Mm -hmm. So Moshe Rabbeinu talks to the Jewish people. And listen to what he says. Powerful words. He says like this. I'm going to read for you a few psukim in the beginning of Et Hanan. It's Perek Dalad Pasuk Hei. Re'eli marati etchem chukim u'mishpatim ka'asher tzivani Hashem elokai la'asot ken bekerev ha'aretz asher atem ba'im shama l'rishtah. I've taught you the Torah and you'll keep it, you'll study it in, in Eretz Yisrael when you eventually get there too. U'shmartem va'asitem. You'll guard it and you'll perform. Ki hi chokhmatchem u'binatchem le'enei ha'amim. That is what will make you intelligent and knowledgeable in the eyes of the nations. Asher yishma'un et kol ha'chukim that you listen to all of these, they, sorry, they'll hear all of these decrees, ve'amru and they'll say, rak am chacham v'navon agoy agadol What an intelligent, sophisticated nation these Jews are. What's Moshe Rabbeinu telling us? He goes on, beautiful stuff, but these psukim are so nice, but what is Moshe Rabbeinu telling the Jewish people? that when we keep Torah, we learn Torah, we perform Torah, not only are they not going to look at us as backwards, old-fashioned and lost, they're going to say, look at these people who keep Torah and mitzvot, they're brilliant, they're genius. It's, that is your chokhmah. They're going to look at you and say, you guys are brilliant, why? Not because you do great in technology and do great in science, because of the Torah that you're studying and keeping. So, the, what do we have here? Moshe Rabbeinu is telling us avtacha. He's telling us the reality is when we keep Torah and mitzvot, they're going to look at it and say, because of that Torah and mitzvot that you're doing, that you're keeping, the nations of the world are going to look at you and say, that's your brilliance. Mm. But now that creates a big dilemma for me. Yosef's saying the second step, but before that, Haman, I'll tell you the second. Haman is telling Achashverosh all of the things that we do. And that's the things that make us look good. bad. Yeah. And Moshe Rabbeinu says, these are things, that's chokhmatchem v'binatchem le'nei ha'amim. This is a major contradiction. 
On one hand, Moshe Rabbeinu tells us, you keep Shabbat, the Goyim are going to say, look at this brilliant nation. You keep Kashrut, look at this Am Chacham in Avon. Beautiful nation. But Haman is using those things against us so as to prove that we're backwards and we're easily to be defeated. Mm-hmm. Seems to be a very blatant contradiction. Okay, that's true. But in the end of the day, if he yeah, utilized, hey, it's all information. And Yosef saying a second no? step, which is unfortunately also true, is today, Nobody think that very saw. often they look Nobody at things we do and they say like, oh, what is this yeah. that they're doing? Right. So what's Moshe Rabbeinu teaching us and what is Haman abusing or misusing in order to show that we're foolish? There's a huge lesson. Yosef, what do you want to say? You look like you want to say something. You don't want to say something? No? You want something No. No, no, no. No pressure. I thought you wanted to say something. It's just that, it's just that, it, what's happening then, by, the ta- by Haman's time, it's exactly what's happening in this time. And it's been happening forever. Essentially, the look is, is that they're not with us. And the Torah is saying, they're going to look at you differently. So there has to actually be, the Torah has to be right. So the Torah has to be right. So how come the Torah isn't right? It's a huge question. Listen to this, Pshat Chavra, listen to this. And his mamish hit me like a ton of bricks, but it has to, I think this is Pasha Pshat, simple Pshat. Uh-huh. Mamish, simple Pshat. Let's say there's a person, okay? He has difficulty with tefillah. He has a hard time with tefillah, right? He has a hard time with tefillah. Uh, he's sometimes late, late to minyan, or he has a hard time kavanah. He doesn't, he doesn't necessarily take it so seriously, mm-hmm. right? He... He'll run out 10 minutes early, run in 10 minutes late. Not saying anybody particularly, but let's say there's such a thing that exists. That's an issue with I'm saying, this is the idea. A mashal, parable. This is not a, a nimshal, a mashal. That guy runs out of work, and he tells his boss, I need to go to Mincha. But the problem is, his boss is a guy. He doesn't care. He sees that the other day when the football game was on, he goes to watch the football game. So what's the message then? The example. What's the message then? The way that you show. If you assimilate, if you're doing things. Yashnu min ha-mitzvot. Yashnu min ha-mitzvot. You want to use an excuse. Pesach hayom, Shabbat hayom. I won't eat your food because I can't be with you. But at the same time, you're not taking it seriously. Mm. What do the goyim do? They could see the bluff. Uh, yeah. What an example we give. That's not passionate Judaism. It's missing. And they say, you're, you're abusing Judaism as an excuse when it's convenient for you. Yeah, when it's convenient, then you... You're abusing Judaism. You're using it as an excuse to avoid certain things. Shabbat hayom. It is Shabbat hayom. Yeah, but one second. But how seriously do they take Shabbat? The other time, Yashnu min mitzvot. So if they're going to the ocean then, that same day, but you want to take off of work, how do you know you can take off of work? So what, what Haman is saying is also true. They're saying Shabbat and Pesach Hayom. They're saying we can't eat the wine you touched. But they're also not taking Torah and mitzvot seriously. Clearly it's just an excuse and it's not real. Mm-hmm. And what's Moshe Rabbeinu telling us? Unbelievable. He's telling us if you live a passionate Judaism through and through. Real. It's real. By the way, we're all, we all have mis- we make mistakes. We all have things we need to work on. That's true. But we try to make it real. If we make it real... 
So they're going to look at us and say, I'm Chacham Benavon. There's no question. I think it's more like uh, we have those uh, Jewish people, they're not Shomer or Mitzvot Elot. I'm not talking so about people who don't know. People who don't know. Okay, you're right. You've got to apply that. But let's talk about people who know. We know better. If we take our Judaism, we take the Torah and Mitzvot, and we, when it's convenient, we do. When it's not convenient, we don't do. The but message we we're sending, that, we Baruch Hashem, we don't. But the point is, so if you say that, you mean the guys that one don't second, do One second, one second, one second, one second, slow down. Hold on. If we do that, so then when we use it as an excuse, and it is an excuse, everybody sees through that. It looks like we are yours. Terrible, terrible. So just add back to the example. If that guy runs out of work, I need to go to Mincha. But yesterday when Mincha was happening, you didn't care to run out to Mincha because you had something in your mind more important. So they're going to say, yes, these guys are jokers. And this is a backward society. You're just utilizing it as an excuse to get out of something that you don't want to be involved with right now. But Moshe Rabbeinu is telling us, Am chacham avon, if we really live a passionate Judaism. And again, to be fair, we all have things we need to work on. That's without question. But we recognize where we're lacking. We work on those things. When they look at us and see us keeping Torah and mitzvot, they're going to say, what a brilliant, sophisticated nation this is. But they could see through the fake too. And then they're going to say we're backwards. Unbelievable. And so Haman's coming to Achash Feirosh. They're claiming Pesach Hayom, Shabbat Hayom, etc. But Yashnu Min HaMitzvot. That's, that's something that, and that goes over perfectly. That's not Am Chacham Min Avon. Hashem, I'll just finish off with this. Yosef's right. Even though Yosef's doing something else right now. Yosef's right. Baruch Hashem, we're all I very think serious. I looking at, at the other people. Other but Jewish I'll just say like give. this. We, it doesn't matter. everyone Yosef has the things they need to work on. Maybe that's in tefillah. Maybe it's in kashrut. Maybe it's ben adam l'chaveiro. Maybe it's in Shabbat. We all have things we need to work on. But what we want to do is through and through. We want to be am chacham in avon through and through. To the best of our abilities, we're all human. But if we want to be Am Chacham and Avon and not Chas V'Shalom like Haman is describing, through and through. Passionate Judaism, real Judaism. Zat Hashem, our learning today was a Zechut, as Refuah Shlima, a speedy recovery for Yaakov Ben Dina. And I wish everybody a wonderful week. Yosef, what do you want to add, please? I just want to say that the Jewish people in that time went to Achashverosh and partied. And that was a huge, huge red flag. I mean, Haman wanted to make a case and you were a good lawyer, and you were prosecuting right, it. Right. Look, look at all the people that went to your party and ate right. non-kosher food, right. and they didn't. That's so they what say, I say the they other say people, not kosher. us, that but, we keep 99 percent. They're eating kosher, mistakes. but they didn't really. That's not the. You know. I think we could all look at something that's and correct fine, it. Right. You of know what I mean? Of course we could correct. Okay, but okay that's of not course. The, but I'm just saying, if you wanted to prosecute that, you can just say, look at all the people that went to your party. Exactly. Oh man. Those that don't keep, they are not observant. Right. But you can say the exact opposite. Even people that have tzitzit and beard and kova. Right, exactly. It doesn't make them clean as a talit. It doesn't make clean, but We have to look Like you said, we have to look into ourselves. Everyone has those things. How I can elevate myself more. How can I work? That's not the point. The point, if he come and say that statement, that the Jewish is making fun of it, cannot come to a place like this and say, we're not. We shomer mitzvot, we shomer shabbat. We all have things to work on. So if we made, hold on, hold on, listen. If we made some mistake, he cannot take that mistake and say, oh, you see, he went to a football. Okay, so that, 
But he could go to this guy that don't I, do I, I anything. I disagree with you, Yosef. I disagree. Yosef, we have to be all It's easy going. to point we fingers at other people. The, he could put the finger at the other people It's and easy that convince us. them. Hello. It's easy for us to say they're the one. We all have what we need to work on. Everyone has what they need to work Listen, on. No question. What says is 100% true. A lot of people, they put these... 100%, of course. Then you dip in the bottom... Of course. I heard a class from a rabbi in Brooklyn. He yeah. said, you know, we run to shul, but we do double parking. <laughs> exactly. It's Chilul Hashem. Why? You sta on? stand by. All these going past by Ocean Park. <laughs> Where's the Jews? Where's the Jews? That's it, that's it. That's it. We develop. And you don't think if you want to take an excuse, that's what I put down. Yeah, you don't know why. בוא, יש לי סיפור בשבילך, בוא. בוא, יש לי סיפור יפה בשבילך, בוא. אני אסיים רגע ואני אגיד לכם סיפור. קידוש קלאב. ברוך השם, we all developed, that's it. ברוך השם, ברוך השם. You hear what Shui is saying, that Shui is saying beautiful example. Beautiful example. We all develop, we all develop, that's what it is. We all work on ourselves. Everyone has things they need to work on. Everyone has to figure out those things. That's not the issue, I'm not trying to argue about that. I'm trying to argue about the fact, if this guy want to show that the Jewish is not doing the things, he won't come. Why not? Why not? You do 99% right and you okay. do one... But let's you say, understand? let's just take for example, let's yeah. say I come every day to Shacharit 10 minutes right. late. That's wrong. But you don't. I'm just giving an example. The point is we all have things if we need to work come, on. If you don't come to Shacharit, it's a better thing to tell the guy, look, this guy don't the even point come is, to pray. The point is, it's easy not to say, if you come it's easy late. for us to say, look at those guys who don't do anything. But it's harder and more real if we look at ourselves and say, I have this problem or this issue that I need to work on. I tell you what, Yosef is a good prosecutor. But let me tell you something. always for God's school. Wait, listen. listen. I tell you a story. Okay? A short story that I heard. And it's a story with such a powerful Musar scale, a true story that happened. Tell me, I want to hear. There is a shul in Israel, in Tel Aviv area, that there was a guy that came every morning, he catch the chazan before Ishtabach, he win the marathon, you know. Mm. He thinks that, you know, I come after Baruch Shamar, but I can catch him before Ishtabach, I know that he'll look him. So, Yotze Dechova, right? Yeah. You good. Okay. The rabbi see that he's coming late, so he come to him after that filah one morning. He said, listen, mister, maybe you come 15, 20 minutes before. 
put feeling on time, like Ben Adam, you read Korbanot on time, you start everything with the right order, you're gonna have more nachat. So the guy said, no, you know, yeah, find excuses all the time, argue with him. So, okay, the rabbi left him alone. Come again and again, try to, to, you know, to push him to do better. So the guy one day, he was a little bit angry. He said, listen, say thank you that I came and that's it, leave me alone. So the rabbi said, okay, you know what, fine. I'm not gonna <laughs> continue with this because it's gonna get worse. Mm-hmm. He left him alone, a year later, see this guy coming for Patach Eliyahu even, you know, yeah. doing a halachot Shabbat with Rabbi Schiffman before yeah. the yeah. prayer. Come like me. Yes, more Yosef Menaget. He's coming to shul on time, you know, and it's like it's constant, you know, it's not like one, he had like a glitch or something. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> Rabbi said, you know what, I gotta find out what's going on with this. So he said, Baruch Hashem, Chazaku Baruch, זה יופי, I see you come every morning on time. Say, Rabbi, my words that I spoke with to you last year came back to me like an error to my heart. Said, what happened? Said, I have a factory for fabrics in Achalat Binyamin. For those who lived in Israel before, they know where is the areas to buy fabrics for clothing stores and whatever, next to Shuka Carmel. So he told him, you know, I went to the factory one morning and there was a... How do you Something burned in the electric, okay? And he started to get in fire, okay? He started to see flames in the store. He called fire, uh, 911 to the firefighters. Come quick because my factory is, is getting in fire here. Say, okay, we're sending them really quick. Please be patient. Every two minutes is called. No, 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 no. And sir, well, I think we can bring them in with helicopter. You know, it's Tel Aviv, it's narrow streets. We are, we sorry, but we're doing the best that we can. Okay, 40 minutes later, they show up. He said, what? You remember to come now, everything will burn out. What did a firefighter told him? At least say thank you that we came. We could not even show up at all. They remember. Yeah. What? He told him, Rabbi, I felt so bad. Like I'm doing a condition to Akadosh Baruch Hu. Same thing here, you know. Nice. We can say about a person that is coming to shul, Yosef, oh, but he's coming to shul, but he's keeping Shabbat, but he's eating kashrut, but he's coming to Abel Shifman class. But there is always an extra mile that each one of us can do. If it can be that the person have any sign in this thing, He's or with nice. that thing. You guys don't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. That's <laughs> 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 a good lawyer, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but each one of us can.